You're listening to Welcome to the Korean Drama Podcast Season 2. We're watching Secret Garden, Episode 13. Let's get to it because some of these characters definitely are not. I am Steve. I'm Kathy. I'm Kim. Uh, Dare I say, what a boring episode. <laughs> uh, to be fair, more happened this episode, I think, than the last episode. Yes. yes. Um, But it, it, it's just... I, I wish I don't remember if I said this out loud last time or if I only said it in my mind, but I really wish that you could watch this on 1.5 like you do with podcasts. It's just yeah. like I, I like we don't need to see all these montages. No, or There's like so much air. Yeah. Like in Netflix, you know how you can skip intro. If mm. you could just skip music brooding session, you know, that would like save us yeah. a lot of time. Yeah, certainly. Certainly. I mean, on top of that, I feel like uh, the writers are really just doing a little tap dance on thin ice because it's like uh, the characters, the people, the, they're not even doing what I expect them to do. They're, they're acting like completely different people. At times, it feels like a different show. I feel like sometimes it turns into a cartoon at times. I'm like, oh, so yeah. I shouldn't take yeah. any of this seriously. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I'm I not going to get ahead of myself, but mm. I have a specific instance. Never. I just feel like they they wrote themselves into a corner by making them switch back so fast. With I no agree. signs of switching again. <laughs> That's the fun part of the show. Give us that. Right. And now yeah. we're like, now we're starting to like reach the threshold where they can't really switch again without it all being like really way too hasty. You know? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Well, mm. okay. So we are back in this shared bedroom that the action school is sharing. Um, Grunge Princess is asleep on the floor and Richie has wiggled his way so that they are spooning without her knowledge um he wakes her up she's confused there's a vo and then he invites her to an empty room nearby and i'm like gross dude (laughs) stop get away from her oh it's horrible (laughs) i guess me i get angry because it's like all of her actions so far have been basically showing us disgust she's not interested in richie rich yet in her inner monologue thoughts, all of a sudden, how are we ex- expect to buy that she really has something for him? I don't get that. That angers me. And even in her inner monologue thoughts, she's saying like, uh, like she said something to the effect of like, <sighs> um, you're mean to me in my dreams, but I still want you to come to me in my dreams oh or something like that. Like, why? Why would you want that? I will say, oh. and this is getting a little ahead of myself, but I, just a little bit, just a you're little allowed, bit. You're allowed to. Okay, you're a little bit, just a little bit. It does. She does say that she knows, and she says this in a previous episode, and she repeats it a little later that she knows this isn't realistic, so she's not going to pursue it. So, like, maybe she does like him, but since she doesn't see a world in which they're actually together, she doesn't want to make it happen. Which I think is fair, you know, sure. like if you if that's your situation and he should respect that. He should respect Richie. that. Oh, my Lord. But it, it's good. Kathy, I'll let you take it away. Oh, no, please. I think I know where you're going, though. Oh I was God. just gonna start the fanfare. Hottest here. Oh, my goodness. And I was like, I saw him coming in and I was like, oh, my God, Hottie is going to be so upset to see this. And he was. He was. And they did this little, like, physical comedy bit that made me forget about, like, the grossness that Richie was doing earlier. Like, Hottie pulls Richie from uh, Grunge Princess and then, like, sits himself next to her, which is, like, also bad. You're her boss. Mm-hmm. But, like, he pretends to sleep next to her and Richie, like, slithers up like a little snake to try to get back in between yeah. them. I wrote down uh, that he's really funny, even though he is a horrible creep. Yeah. I think I that's mean, accurate. Yeah, very cartoony. And it's supposed to be, like, all, like, chuckles, I guess. But then I'm like, come on. 
stunt director hottie you said you were gonna like you know give her space and all that and, and what now what is now you're stooping down to richie rich's level and playing this little like you know game this like child's game yeah. it seems like it's like oh come on now you stoop that low come on and also I, like there. sorry go ahead kathy oh i just i feel that mm. uh, yeah agreed and it's also weird because like there is that empty room nearby so like why is Hottie not sleeping in that room? Because he is the director of the stunt school. So, you know, like, like what? Why not is anymore. He... Not anymore. Sun... Remember. Sunbae or Sunbin? Sunbae. Uh, Sunbae, which oh. just means senior. His name is uh, Hwang, Hwang Jungwon. Anyway, whatever. Oh, shit. His name is new Sunbae. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, Sunbae just means like something that you're, you're, you're senior. Oh, yeah. Kure, kure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But we, we should keep calling him Sunbae. Yeah, like, <laughs> that, that night, Sunday. he's All been drinking because that was his inauguration as the new stunt director. Right, oh. okay. But so then why is Sunbae not sleeping in the... Like, there's this empty room and, like, everybody's sleeping on the floor in here. At least why aren't half the people sleeping in this other room? Also, like, aren't we to assume this hotel hasn't opened yet? So shouldn't all the rooms be available? That's true. That's why a great point. Why don't they each have their own room? That's a great point. And yeah. I would also like to make another point that has come up now a few different times. Um, why are all of these people always going to sleep just wearing whatever clothes they're already wearing? Like, okay. Hottie comes an in and he's like, he's like, I'm still wearing my outside parka. Let me just like <laughs> grab a little bit of floor here. And in my jeans and my outside parka, A, it's not sanitary if you can help it, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And B, how is that comfortable? Well, I have an explanation. Which is Sunbay isn't even his name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're doing something uh along the lines of what's called an MT. An MT stands for membership training. And what that really means is when you're in like an organization or or a club or a group, you you go out to the cabins to like do a lot of like uh, group bonding with like games and drinking and and we kind of see that kind of thing happening at this, uh, you know, I guess it's a retreat of sorts uh, for this stunt team as they pass the torch to Sunbe, right? So, um, it, it, I mean, to be everyone's expected to stay up and like celebrate and play games and sing songs or whatever, but you know, obviously, what happens is like as the night wears on, people get tired and start passing out one by one, that kind of thing. I feel so that's kind of like the vibe of it that they're trying to like portray. I think they're trying to create this like. This is our club, our diehard stunt club, and almost as if they're college students, like like you know, like doing a a weekend retreat or something. I totally feel that, but are they not allowed to pack pajamas? Because like, <laughs> and I like eight p.m. I'd be like, sweats are on. <laughs> like, and also, mm. like we saw this before with um, Grunge and Ah Young that they both went to sleep also wearing like tights because we talked about. Uh, getting a yeast infection that yeah that is real you gotta be don't careful forget. Don't that's forget that's unusual that's yeah that's a little bit unusual yeah normally you have pajamas you want to change into yeah like sweat time you know like we're in our mm -hmm. sweats now yeah mm. well that's a mystery left to be unsolved um but yes. the next morning grunge gets up early to go on a hike with hottie which is a great choice i approve of this um, but Richie sees them leaving and is very upset and follows them and tries to get them to slow down. But they're like, nah, we're going to speed up and then like leave him behind. Love it. Mm hmm. Yeah. Showing what a mature date might look like. A, a yes. hike between two consenting adults. Yes. Love like. it. Yeah. But when they come back from the hike. Richie is mad because he waited at the bottom of the hill and he says he twisted his ankle trying to follow them. He's like, oh, this is your fault. I'm going to sue you or whatever. Like, mm -hmm. you know, his usual stupid self. <laughs> I was and confused then, by that. Mm -hmm. I was like, am I supposed to take that? Is he lying? Like, is he projecting so that we as the audience know that he's lying? Or is he really being sincere? I don't know. I thought that he was lying because he wanted to touch grunge. Which he does. And okay, I don't know if this is just going to be an angry episode, but it like made me really, <laughs> it made me really mad the way he was like, 
So he's like being helped along by Hottie on one side and Grunge on the other. And he does that like sneaky thing where he tries to like sneak his hand up mm-hmm. her waist. Yeah. I mean, and granted, like nothing like crazy happens, but I'm like, dude, that's so gross. <laughs> I like hate Very it. Creepy. I hated yeah. watching it. And then immediately when Hottie's like, fine, I'll just carry you like over my back or whatever. He's like, oh, actually, miraculously, my ankle's fine. <gasps> it was a very child. It was all, I mean, at best, we can dismiss it as a very childish kind of uh, uh, move on Richie's uh, part. Yeah, he's yeah. horrible. Yes. And then he falls again. He, that's like the end of that scene, which is right. like good karma. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Karma. So they then they don't show that part. No, <laughs> they don't show like the online backlash that happens that <laughs> <laughs> I am leading. I am personally leading. Um, so later, John Mayer is rehearsing with, I think, a choreographer. Like we've never seen her before, mm-hmm. uh, but she's really. I thought it was just like another pop star. Yeah, another like pop star. Yeah, well, Sandra, I, thought... I think, was her name. Oh, because I thought they were waiting for Sandra, but Sandra had like other appointments. Um. Anyway, I don't know. He's dancing with a lady. She's negging his dancing. It's Korea. We all neg. Uh, the greatest neg. I, I've never heard this before, but she goes, she shoots. She looks at Oscar's dancing and goes, what? Did you inject your pelvis with Botox? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. I like that one. I've never heard that. That was good. A burn. Also, I got to say, John Mayer burns himself because... He's kind of like, well, you are like too high and mighty to the woman. And she's like, well, you are too. And you were like that before. And he's like, well, at least I'm consistent because I'm always ignoring people before and after I'm famous. I'm like, yes, John Mayer. You know, I respect his consistency. Mm -hmm. And also he's rocking this like tiny ponytail, which I Mm -hmm. find to be just delightful. Just a baby pony. Just and it's not like getting any of the hair off of his face. Mm -mm. It's getting the hair off of the middle of his head. Mm, it's an aesthetic choice. It is an aesthetic. It's a look. Uh, well, so later John Mayer hangs out with um the best friend of Blazers. You you guys remember her? Uh yeah. and she like spills the tea. He she's like, "Oh, after you guys broke up, Blazers did not rebound with that one guy." And like, did she mention a suicide attempt because she was like, "Yeah, she said that she took she the friend said that Blazers took some medicine." And I was like, and she said she wanted to die and, and we like gloss over that. Like John Mayer is not like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa." I mean, like all all other mentions of like, you know, mental health uh when it was like Richie like had some sort of um I can't remember what it was because they glossed over it. To me, uh, it all made sense when she revealed that she went to Florida. I was like, oh, that's why she's crazy now. <laughs> oh, okay. But also, did you guys notice what song was playing in the background at this cafe? <laughs> no, what was oh, playing? No, I, don't I totally missed what it. Was it. Oh, my God. I was so excited. This is by far my favorite part of the episode. In the background of this cafe, um, they were playing the song Love is All Around or Christmas is All Around from Love Actually. Oh, really? <laughs> that is playing in the background. And I, I don't believe that's a real song. Like, I think that's a song that was created for Love Actually. Call into the show if mm, you know. Please. Um, but that's the song sung by Bill Nye that is playing in the background of this coffee shop and i was like where'd y'all get the rights to this song oh my god it's the original so they they, they took, basically took the soundtrack from love actually and then just decided to insert it into this scene. yeah i guess so <laughs> i mean i think that that's a, but it's like a it's like that that if you've seen love actually that's the song that like they're um that that bill nye is like trying to get to be number one in britain during love actually um, oh, it's part it, of the it's, story. It's like yeah. part of the story, and oh. it's purposefully bad. It's like supposed, yeah. it's comically bad. I feel it in my fingers. Oh. I, I feel, feel it in my toes. Feel it in my toes. Yeah, you guys know. Anyway, that's not oh. playing in the background. Who is the music that? director of this show? It's like. Only two songs for the first half of the season, and then suddenly Phil Collins did this parody song. <laughs> I mean, I guess it's literally like me from 2007 is like, these are the songs that yeah. I like. <laughs> mm. Oh, wow. 
Well, yeah, you got to watch out for the Easter eggs. <laughs> you got it. A lot of Easter eggs. I hope those are seeds that like plant and sprout and like Phil Collins makes a cameo, you know. Yeah, it end. would be incredible. Uh, we can dream. Oh, well, man. We can dream. Speaking of music, Blazers finds out that her office is the one that in fact mm. released the plagiarized song, John Mayer's plagiarized song, because she didn't know Very this previously. Nice. And we learn that she is a woman who supports other women because she does not fire that employee. She's like, come back and work harder. I'm giving you a second chance. And Bernie even sees though, this. Even though she had asked her assistant for her resignation letter. Yeah. It's very odd. Yeah. Well, yeah the, the employee. Um, wait, I'm kind of confused. Do you think the employee decided I'm just going to resign? And then she came forward with this you know, huge mistake that she made. Or was it that she was outed first and then was like, all right, here's my forced resignation? I think she, I, well, we don't know because as always, the show doesn't tell us. But <laughs> my imagination told me that she was like so ridden with guilt that she like eventually confessed and then figured she'd be fired anyway. So it came with this resignation letter. Yeah, that was agreed, my feeling agreed. too. Yeah, yeah. Agreed, agreed. And then Blazers is like, cool, so give me a resignation letter. And then she's like, okay. Take the rest of the week off to get your shit together and then come back on Monday. It's like a really nice boss. Yeah. 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 And Ber I think this is because Bernie sees it and Bernie, you know, being the social justice warrior he is, likes that she's being like nice and treating her employees well, I would guess. Because he still has to sign the contract. He hasn't done that yet. Which is funny because he's there. And it seems like Blazers has no idea he's there. Mm -hmm. um, but then it's not until moments later that somehow Blazer's ears perk up when she hears Oska storming down the hallway, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, which leads to the next scene. Yeah, where he's peeling chestnuts for her. It's like so bizarre. Um, and he and she's also like, "What the hell's going on?" And he's like, "Just shh, shh, mm -hmm. shh. I'm I'm doing something." Yeah. She's like, "What is this?" Yeah, and. She, he's like, oh, you mentioned one time chestnuts are your favorite. And he's like, she was like, no, that wasn't me, though. Some other chick. <laughs> like, yeah. <I'm> like, what? <laughs> oh, I loved God. that, especially after he'd like been painstakingly unshelling or unpeeling. I don't know what it is. These chestnuts. Yeah, the chestnuts. OK, that part confused me, too, because why would they why would the writers insert this this part where Oscar is is confusing his memory with another girl with blazers. Yeah. It yeah. doesn't serve the purpose of him trying to get back on her good side so that she'll listen to him or whatever or have some sort of healing moment together, right? Someone had a chestnut joke and they're like this is good. This needs to go somewhere. <laughs> yeah, let's like, just shoehorn it in. Yeah. It's uh, I thought it was really weird how fast he had a change of heart on hating her and like to be fair like the friend was saying some very uh uh alarming things to him um and he uh, she, the friend also said uh she was said uh you were everything to her but su was only was a part of everything to you mm -hmm. and so i think he like really took that to heart but yeah it, it's just like i don't know i i just like find it I feel like kind of like you, Kathy, that I'm like, the timeline isn't quite working out for me because they both hated each other before. Mm -hmm. And then her friend is like, actually, you really hurt her. And so then he's all of a sudden like, because he's also really hurt. Like, I don't know. It just doesn't really make any sense. Blazer's friend revealed that golf bro has never been with her. So shouldn't that be the explosion in your face, John Mayer, about the lies? I, like, Maybe he's still like, who is this dude? Why is he yeah. here? <laughs> like, <laughs> and it's like, if you're going to sit down and peel these chestnuts, why don't you ask the question? Well, yeah, why don't you communicate? Communicate, because he as he's leaving, he's like, he turns back very dramatically and he's like, I will find out what I did and yeah, why I yeah. hurt you. It's like, just ask 
ask her. Just go ahead and ask her. She's right yeah, there. She's literally right there. Ah! Although, and I hope this doesn't derail us too much, but I was reading a Malcolm Gladwell book because <laughs> I read. Oh. Um, <laughs> Must be nice. Oh, wow. <laughs> Never heard of it. Oh, I am illiterate. Um, but he was saying that in Western cultures, communication, like the clarity of communication is placed on the shoulders of the speaker. So it's the speaker's responsibility to get their meaning across. Whereas in Eastern cultures like Korea, it's on mm. the responsibility of the receiver. So it's the person listening whose duty is to make sure the message is clear. So I wonder I, if that's like uh, what's going on. Are you reading Outliers? Yes. That was it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, the whole Korean air, airlines thing. Mm-hmm. Yep, yeah. I remember that. I don't um, remember the Korean Airlines thing, but I I, I don't want to. Wait, do did we all that. read Outliers? I read Outliers because I read too. Oh, <laughs> Steve, I read I read Outliers too, but I didn't really like. It. <laughs> it's not really the point. No, that's well, not really the point. I specifically remember that example in Outliers. Be- We're not reviewing Outliers, by the way, but just to <laughs> <laughs> actually, let's just scrap Korean yeah, Realm podcast. Outliers let's out, just yeah. scrap. Uh, Secret Garden because nothing's fucking happening. Let's just talk about outliers. Yeah, because there's the one part in the book, spoiler alert, where they uh, Malcolm Gladwell is talking about the the Korean airline crash, uh, where they have like uh, they looked at the black box and it's it's like they hear this communication between the 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 main pilot and his like co-pilot, and the main pilot's uh, an older guy is the co-pilot senior, and so there's like a power structure and a hierarchy there where. The young guy, you can tell he's trying to warn the, the main pilot, like, hey, uh, things are not looking good. And then <laughs> the senior pilot's like, ah, oh, don't worry about it. And then the young pilot, the younger pilot's trying to like trying to give him very indirect, subtle warnings, like, yeah, I think we might crash, <laughs> you know. Or actually not a lot less direct than that, even. Um, and so I think that's what you're talking about, right? Mm-hmm, like the, yeah. the, there's like a, a a very roundabout way of communication, which I can understand for that purpose of that example in the book, but for, but I also know that Koreans can be very direct and in confrontational. Mm. So the Koreans are asking people how much money they make. Yes. <laughs> so it's kind of like yes and no. It's sure. not a hard and fast rule. There's context and circumstances that you got to consider too. Um, but. Yeah, I I just don't believe that moment where Oscar John Mayer is like, I'm gonna think about what I did wrong. It's like, I don't know. It's just very frustrating to see because it's like, I think normal Koreans would just like passionate yell at each other, Mm. get it out. Mm. It'll be ugly, it'll be messy, but then you know what? At least what needs to be said will be said, and then you know some hairs will be you know lost, but you know at least you'll have a clear understanding of what you know where what went wrong. But here it's like this weird beating around the bush and it's like, God. Yeah. Okay, I'm back on the communication wagon. We got to communicate, people. We have to communicate. Come and, on. But I, do, but I do think it seems kind of like the same thing that Richie is kind of doing with grunge and that's like, I'm going to figure out what the what the 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 code is. I'm going to figure out what how to make the key to the mm. lock on your heart. Like mm. it, it I think to them they're like this is part of like sweeping a woman off her feet is like I'm not going to ask you. I'm not going to expect you to tell me. I will just invent it in my mind and be <laughs> wrong. How romantic. Oh, we love it. Women love to have their time wasted. <laughs> Amazing. Speaking of which, Sunbay. I can't believe that's not his name. It's not his name. It's not his so name. wild that we accidentally gave him a nickname. <laughs> like, well, we know we know him as Sunbay now. Yeah. Wait. So what does Sunbay mean? It just means like senior. Mm. Fube means junior. You know, like Fube. if you let's say you're in high school and then like if you're a freshman and you call the the, the juniors, seniors, or even sophomores like you're Sunbays. Mm. You know. I was thinking of it as like the bay of a sun because he's so bright. He's like a bright, jovial personality. Like he's the sun's bay. And then who bay is like, who are you? I don't who's, know. You, who's you're, bay you're, are you? You tell yeah. me. You're nobody right now. That does that does really feel like a, a like a mnemonic. Am I using this term correctly? A mnemonic device that I would make for myself when I'm doing Duolingo. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, sun bay. That's like because you're my son. And who bay is like. 
who are you? <laughs> yeah, you're new. I don't know you. <laughs> if it works, it works. That's why I don't know any Koreans. I have to do all these mental gymnastics <laughs> to figure it out. Well, Sunday is not being a good bae because he concocts this story to make Grunge Princess stay with Richie because he she's going to like take care of him because he was injured on that fall earlier. And so the rest of the action school leave, leaving Grunge Princess alone with Richie Rich, who may or may not be a serial killer. If anything, at best, he is a creep. At, at best. best. Ugh, and ew. they leave her alone with him. And so he's like pretending to be in pain or whatever. And she's like, okay, well, like, I, I'll help. Where's the pain? And he's like, it's on my butt. Massage my yeah. butt. The hell? Buddy. No, 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 come on, come on now. Um, so he also wants to know what she did with John Mayer that time that she called John Mayer and they met up and she's like, stop being a creep. We just had pork skin. And then he comes back with, what are you, the ambassador for pork skin? (laughs) Which is really funny. (laughs) Okay, Richie, that's very funny. Good job. (laughs) Uh, and then they go on a walk together. Um, and he kind of lets her in a little, he's like, he tells her about how he would imagine her walking with him like earlier, you know, when he would like hallucinate her image or whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> walking, <laughs> walking casually through the... hallucinate her image, whatever. They are six feet social distancing though they while they are, are walking. But they are not wearing masks, mm-hmm. so. But they are outside, which is a But they are risk. outside. Yeah. So. so questionable safety protocol. Yeah. Questionable safety protocol. We'll, I mean, this we'll is pre-corona, allow it. so we'll mm. yes, uh, we'll be a little easy on them. Um, and this is when she admits to liking him, but knows he will disappear, and is like, "Richie, you gotta respect what she's saying." <sighs> and I also was like, "Why do you even think like why like she's like you're beautiful to me now or whatever?" And I was yeah. like, "Why do you think that? Like he's yeah. not even being nice to you. It's not like he's had any sort of a change of heart. He's constantly manipulating you. He's constantly gaslighting you. He is so." mean to you why and she's also trying to push him away by like walking along the mountain with the stunt former stunt director hottie mm-hmm. it's like what makeup what's going on here i don't i don't i don't even care almost yeah well later he gaslights her again because she's just chilling in her room minding her own business and he keeps like asking her for things like she's a servant like to whatever turn his tv off or whatever wash my feet yeah. Get yeah, me water. Change the channel. It's like I want to sleep here. R- yeah. Yeah. And then he comes in and Ugh. he's like, I want to sleep here. And she's like, no. And she tricks him into locking him outside of her room. That and was then funny. he it, that was funny. Um, good job, Greg. <laughs> but then he tricks her by pretending that Hottie is in the hallway that he came oh back. And she opens the door because of course you would for Hottie. And then Hell yeah. Yeah, you would be like, excuse me, hello, <laughs> welcome. Uh, Come on in. Yes. <laughs> but Richie then like tricks himself back inside her room and then like really like aggressively forces her to spoon with him in a way that I did not like. I agree. This was absolutely horrible. And this was also after he tried to pick the lock on the room too, yes. which is like additionally extremely messed up. Yeah. Very uncomfortable to watch. Very it was har- creepy. It was horrible to watch, but I was also like, this is bad writing because she would be able to overpower him. He's yes. not that big. He doesn't work out. Like she is an action actor. Like and he's injured, isn't he? Yeah, and yeah. he's injured. And she does say, like, at some point, she's like, she's like, I'm gonna give you to the count of three to like voluntarily get off of me. Um, but then she never like this is like uh, like I I really wish from the writing that you would see a moment of her being like not submissive to him like that she would be like you know what get out yeah because she could kick his ass yeah as we know she is proficient in several different forms of martial arts yeah that's right so I mean even more frustrating is I like to pay attention to the attention to the soundtrack and then mm-hmm. the sound the audio cues mm-hmm. and they try to force this sweeping romantic soundtrack down yeah. your ears eardrums no. and then i'm like no like cognitive dissonance 
Like she doesn't want you here, but then they're trying to, it's like the, the, the producers are trying to force this feeling, but I'm like, this doesn't work, especially right now, especially yeah. everything, everything we've gone through in the past 10 years since the, the production of this damn drama. It's like, oh my God, like this is, it was just very hard to swallow. It's like very hard to buy. I'm like, this is not doing it. These moments do not age well. <laughs> no. No. And then also he starts muttering that poem again. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. The, the, and, and I can't say it. I don't remember any of the words. Uh, it's something about a turtle or something. Yeah. And that like also struck me as offensive on top of all the rest of it because it felt to me at least that I was like, because he used to say that to himself when he was like, I don't want to think about Grunge Princess. Like when he was like, I got to get her out of my mind. Let me think about something else. And like, here he is, like forcefully cuddling her and saying it. It's like, and, and I, it's like he's trying to like prevent himself from having a mental breakdown. Um, but then at the same time, Grunge is like fully like warming up to him, like, oh yeah, he. I don't. It just didn't make sense. I'm like, oh, yeah. are you serious? Like, this is terrible. Like, what a terrible message. <laughs> yeah, just just force the girl, and then. She'll she'll warm up to you. Yeah. Right. If she says no, just don't let her go when she tries to escape. Oh if she tries to God. lock the room, use a pen to try and get into the room. Don't respect her boundaries. This, this scene, I, I was like, after I wa- finished this episode, I was like going back to the reviews and there's so many people who swear that this is one of their favorite Korean dramas and it's so good. I'm like, and I'm like watching each, especially the past few episodes. It's been like, all right, where there's gonna be, there's gonna be, there's gonna be a real drastic turn. It's gonna surprise yeah. me, and just like, where's the turn? Where do I feel like all of a sudden this is gonna be one of my favorite Korean dramas of all times? Well, there right were some now, fun moments in the body switch, I will say. Um, yeah, sure. We that, got that was out fun. of that. that. Like once we got out of body switch, we get into perv territory really quickly. So quickly. It's yeah. like oh, But we boy. already had a thing. Like he doesn't need to be a perv because he's already an asshole. Yeah. Like he doesn't need to be both. Yeah. Give him a redeeming quality. Come on. One redeeming quality. And it can't be his suits. No. Or the highlighters. Well, maybe <laughs> it definitely cannot be the highlighters. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Well, the next morning they wake up. Grunge Princess wakes up alone. So I guess that's our cue as an audience that like no I, funny business went down. Like he didn't. I don't know. It gets really dark in my mind. But she wakes up alone in her bed <laughs> and they drive home. Um, Richie asks Grunge Princess to drive home because he's in pain. They go to an acupuncturist. So I guess we're to assume that the pain is real. Mm-hmm. Um, and the acupuncturist says that the pain is real. Yeah. So perhaps it is. but. So in another in um, Grunge Princess's apartment. No, sorry, sorry, sorry. Getting ahead of myself. Uh, The mom, Richie's mom is meeting with party doctor and is still asking for more information about whatever drugs he's taking. I love this part. (laughs) Well, the party doctor holds her line. She's like, no, Mm -hmm. patient doctor confidentiality or whatever. And I'm on a time schedule because I'm going to the club. Yes. Like, let's, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. I charge by the hour. What is going on? You know, like, stop wasting my time. but in the middle of this, this meeting, a servant or I don't know, some kind of worker comes in to tell the mom that Richie has been hurt and she freaks the fuck out. Oh, and mm. also he's been hurt while he was in Grunge Princess's company, which makes her even more upset. The amount yes. of yelling and the audio peaking going mm. off the charts. <laughs> it's I call the audio peak paradise. It's like I love audio it because it's like paradise. she's so into the role. This, this woman who's playing the Richie Rich's mom. Like, the mics can't even handle it. It's just, like, feedback overload. They're about to explode. She's shrieking so loud. It's, like, piercing the whole studio. <laughs> I love watching, it. Watching her reminds me of, like, when I would um, watch soaps with my mom, um, like, American soaps, and she'd watch, watch, like, As the World Turns or whatever, or, like, General <laughs> Hospital, and, like, the, it would be so dramatic. And watching... Richie's mom is like it reminds me yeah, of that. Yeah. Yeah. She's really acting aggressively. You know, like very she's like acting with all her acting skills. She's, she's like, I went to part. drama school. I'm not gonna waste uh-huh. that money. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. she mm-hmm. sure did. Mm-hmm. It's a method right there. She's doing it. Yeah. 
So Grunge Princess and John Mayer have another rock climbing session, which is unimportant and a waste of our time other than Grunge Princess tells John Mayer to believe in himself, which I think is very sweet. Um, she also tells him, uh, uh, always have doubts about your skills, mm. which I felt I felt was extremely Korean. I was like, <laughs> I was yeah. like, oh, I know. I know I'm Korean in this moment. Mm-hmm. Always have doubts about your skills. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. Am I Korean? That sounds like you might as well. I, be you might be Korean, Kathy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I also do love when Oscar John Mayer is like, he always he's a real he's the king of de- self-deprecation. He's like. Don't worry, I have the most doubt. I'm the one who doubts my abilities yeah. the most. I'm <laughs> singing and everything. Say, like, oh, out of all, all the artists that have seven albums sold, I'm yeah. the <laughs> best or something. I don't know. So specific. Uh, God bless John Mayer. Well, when John Mayer is dropping Grunge Princess off at her apartment, he sees his aunt slash Richie's mom's car and he's like, wait here. Um, but of course, Richie or Grunge Princess doesn't wait. She follows Grun- John Mayer into her own apartment where. Um, Richie's mom is like mess, like trying to search for, I guess, proof of their relationship or something. Anyway, she's mad, and mm-hmm. the mom dumps a box of boxers, a, bu- a box of Richie's boxers, over Grunge Princess's head. That happened then- to be just lying on the bed. Yeah, yeah. Why would they just be there? Yeah. Well, uh. I mean, because he gave it to her in that one scene, right? When the sparkly boxers came out and we're like, right. What? <laughs> but why would she like have them on her bed? Yeah, it does. Yeah, it's a good point. Writers. Well, I guess we can make a generous leap and say that the, the, the Richie Rich's mom's agent. I'm going to call him the agent. Ooh, okay. he, he went in and like did the, the, the digging for her and then, you know, laid down the, the evidence for her to observe. Yeah. Put. Yeah. But Ah Young is there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know what she's doing the whole time. Well, she's, she's like sold Grunge Princess out before. I wouldn't be surprised if she's like, oh, the bo- the box of boxers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's right here. Yeah. yeah. That's true. For yeah. sure. For sure. Yeah. For sure. But the mom gets so mad that she curses Grunge Princess's parents, which is a very strong line in mm. Grunge Princess's life. She does not Ouch. like this. She gets very emotional. She tells her the mom to apologize. The mom refuses. Um, and so the mom eventually leaves and she's like, Grunge Princess has this like really human moment, which I loved. Um, she just like is on the floor crying and she's just like yelling, this sucks. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know if that was the correct translation, but I was like, yeah, girl, it does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I also, uh, just to scoot back, just a mm-hmm. quick hair. Um, she's like telling off Richie's mom and she's like, uh, my dad was like a person who sacrificed his his life for others. He's like this wonderful person, and I was and like he he sacrificed himself or whatever. And I was like, "Grunge, your dad is a witch in the forest." Like, what are you talking <laughs> oh <my> about? <laughs> I mean, I guess both of those things can be true, mm-hmm. you know. Mm. But I was like, "Your dad is for sure a witch in the forest." Yeah. Oh man, they keep dangling that carrot. It's like, uh, oh, just we will find like we're about to find out some more about the dad and. Uh, no, we will never find out if the bones are in the stockings. Oh. <laughs> Another mystery left unsolved in this drama. Um, Another. But meanwhile, Richie's at work. He is planning with Secretary Kim the VVIP party. Secretary Kim gets a call from Ah Young, who tells who spills the tea about the mom coming over. Uh, and so Richie tries to call Grunge, but she's not answering. She goes to he goes to Grunge's house, the action school. She's not there, and then finally he goes to confront his mom. Mm-hmm. Another audio peak paradise moment. <laughs> Sound mixer, stop sleeping on your job. We're listening. So much yelling. <laughs> yeah. Well, the mom also confronts Richie about his medicines, like what kind of medicines mm. he's taking. But we don't learn any more information about that. But the mom and she does say sorry. Oh, no, she no, does please. say something like that. She's like. Like, like he's like, it's not a big deal. And she's like, what are you, American? <laughs> yeah, like, do you, like she was making a commentary about, like, how unacceptable it is for people to know that he's seeing a psychiatrist, mm-hmm. you know, like, like taking care of his mental health. Like, that's unacceptable in Korea, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. A strange moment of self-awareness there. It's like, hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm, think about what you're saying here, mom. <laughs> she, that's one thing she does not do. <laughs> she does Certainly like, yeah. not. <laughs> But she ends the meeting with an ultimatum. She's like, take the girl or take the family and our money. But you can't have both. Which 
we knew was her ultimatum for a while. But I guess she lays it out. She's communicating, which good for her. Which good for her. Mm -hmm. So Richie tries going back to Grunge's apartment, but she refuses to answer the door, even though he knows she's inside. Mm -hmm. And I think that this moment would read, if this was a regular rom-com, as like very sweet. Mm -hmm. But because he is a stalker and a predator, uh, it's not sweet. No. It's if like you just girl take mood. the soundtrack and put like a horror soundtrack, it would read very differently. Like, yeah, he's calling. She hears the phone. She's trying to like stay silent. Mm. It's like, and then you know Richie knows she's inside. And he's like, open up, yeah. open the door. You know, like, very strange. Oh, and man. it's crazy that he's like willing to sacrifice all of this stuff for somebody who it doesn't even really appear that he likes that much, and who certainly has not exhibited signs that she likes him that much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, Richie's mom pretty much lays it down. Like, the choice is yours. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm done now. You can either choose her and leave the family, or you know, be conventional. Yeah. I don't know. That was kind of a deep moment, though. Actually, that that yeah. conversation. Yeah. Um, well, this the stalker vibes continue because the next morning Richie is still waiting for Grunge Princess as she like leaves to go to work or whatever. Um, and finally, Grunch Princess has her own moment where he she calls out Richie for saying he doesn't know how to apologize. Uh, and she's like, you know, you're not worth how your mother spoke to me. Um, you can't complain about waiting for me because what I just endured from your mother is like way worse. And tells her to leave him alone, which is like, girl, you've told him so many times he's not good. Yeah. Like, I think you need don't a waste your breath. Order. Yeah. Um, get a paper trail yes start putting those things in texts um, but Richie on his way home runs into John Mayer and tells him to come to the VVIP party which is happening tonight um, but fair warning Blazers will be there and Grunge Princess won't uh, and then John Mayer John Mayer is dropping some knowledge recently because then he hits Richie back with the quote both of us are privileged people why are our lives yes. so defective like this and it's yes. like yeah man Sometimes it's more, like more money, more pl- problem. It's mm-hmm. like he's mm-hmm. like the most grounded character so far. It's like everyone else is just insane. Mm-hmm. It seems like he's the most self-aware, grounded person. Which makes sense because as we talked about before, since he is a singer, like he's very in touch with his emotions, which it really seems like everybody else is simply not. Mm. And he's like not getting it right all the time. Obviously, like he and, and Blazer's relationship is a mess. But, yeah. you know. I guess it's always easier to in- like give other people advice and not see- figure out your own problems as easily. Right. Yeah. And he can be introspective without simultaneously realizing how that applies. Mm-hmm. For him. <laughs> He's like, this is just a, a free idea. Yeah. Okie yeah. doke. <laughs> yeah. Well, he has a lot to think about about whether I think he needs to go to the VVIP party because Richie is kind of making him, but he doesn't want to because Blazer is going to be there. Um, yeah, Richie. Richie offers to buy all the women in the department store tickets to his concert. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So he needs a funny it bribe. as we know, he's a failing musician, or as the show tells us, mm-hmm. um, right. or at least his star is dimming. Yeah, fair to say. Yeah. Um, so then we do another montage. Grunge Princess continues with her Dark Blood demo. Which damn, how long is this demo, girl? Like, what is it? <laughs> Twenty episodes. minutes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And I love that there was like an ice skating move there, like where like she gets thrown on someone's shoulder and is just spinning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, there's like a full like that must be so expensive to make that demo because they're using like everyone in the action school. They're doing like huge fight scenes. Well, yeah. actually, it's probably very cheap because no one's getting paid. Oh, that's true. Huh? Knowing like mm-hmm. Korean labor like, laws. Yeah. Lack of labor laws over there. It's just kind of <laughs> like, you know what? As your sunbae, you have to listen to me mm-hmm. and you do this for free. You know, mm-hmm. you got to earn your it's keep. It's so weird to, to think of Sunbay not as that person's actual name. No. I can't get over it. <laughs> well, so after she's all done, Richie comes to the action school. Grunge sees it from him approaching from like an up, upstairs patio. And she texts Sunbay or she calls Sunbay to be like, don't tell him I'm here. And for the first time, Sunbay is actually helpful. Thank you, Sunbay. Mm-hmm. He tells Richie, Thank you, Sunbay. Thank you, Sunbay. For doing the bare minimum. Because <laughs> he tells Richie that Grunge Princess is not in the premises. Um, and, but Richie does not believe him and yells 
messages to like very threatening messages to Grunge Princess, who is listening from behind a wall. Because that's what women love is yelled threats. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. So romantic. Love it. Okay, and, and just change the soundtrack and it suddenly you have a horror movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That is a horror movie anyway. Yeah. And then Hottie comes around and sees uh, Grunge Princess hiding. And he's like, don't you think hiding is not the best solution? And it's like, Hottie, whose side are you on? I agree. I was like, Hottie, this is not it. Like, because he was like, well, if you would just answer his phone call, then he wouldn't show up at your job. Like, dude. This is like no, a, no, 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 no. We do not victim blame mm-hmm. here. This <laughs> oh, feels like man. a classic okay. situation or a classic story of like, you need to listen to what the woman is saying and what the woman is doing. You know, sometimes she's protecting herself. So you don't we don't need your advice. Thank you so much, Hottie. Go back to your shower. Thank you. Yeah. Hottie. No, 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 yeah, no. Keep brooding. Keep your brooding thoughts to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so later we're at the vvip party richie can't stop texting grunge princess which is again harassment um grunge princess decides okay i'm gonna like stop by the vvip party see what it's like um and sees how people are like dressed so fancy and sees how richie rich is like you know seamlessly moving throughout the world and i think is like either intimidated or like doesn't want to disrupt it or whatever but she decides she like waits it out and then decides to leave which also i don't know if you guys noticed but there are so many white people at that yeah party. I, did. I thought it was very odd how many white people were there this is uh, this is again like they're the, the writer's very uh, sad attempt to portray look this is how very very important this party this is how elite it is because we there's white people, white there? people yeah <laughs> and look, look at look at our hero Richie Rich mingling with the white people so effortlessly. Mm. That's how elite status he is in society. It's like, oh Ugh. my God. Yeah. I was also like, where'd you find those extras? Because like we've never seen them before in our in the whole show in 13 hours, and suddenly they yeah. appear for this party. It's just yeah. it's just sad that it's like using the white people as tokens yeah. of elitist society, which I don't know. It's like uh, come on, it's kind of cheap. Come on. Yeah. Well, Richie, so, uh, sorry, Grunge Princess decides to leave the party, but she runs into John Mayer, who's walking in, and John Mayer, Loki uses her as an excuse to leave and go home, which is like, I've pulled that trick before, like, walking oh, in. Oh, hell like, yeah. No. Hell yeah. <laughs> I'd rather be at Oh, my home. gosh, you know, it looks like you need to, uh, I gotta leave. Yeah. Um, but then John Mayer insists that they return to the party and organizes for a makeover, which I was very excited about because I love a makeover montage. Yes, love a fairy godmother, Olska. Uh-huh. Yeah, but then we miss that whole montage because we just uh. cut to Richie and Blazers. They don't really say much, but then they turn around to see Grunge Princess come in already glammed up, uh, and she's it's like, a "Real, it's a real crazy rich Asians." Like Rachel's getting out of the car at yes. the wedding. Yeah, yes. yeah. Also, I don't know if you notice, and this is not important, but I must say it. Um, it is important, and you must say oh, it. Thank you. Um, <laughs> Is John Mayer growing a mullet? Because doesn't it kind of look like he has a mullet <laughs> in the scene? It's like very short. I thought that front. I thought that he had his hair pinned back in a way that I've I've seen a lot of like uh, actresses do on a red carpet, where like you keep the front with bangs, mm. and also um um Grunge's hair is like this too in this scene, and they like pin back the sides mm-hmm. like very tight. So yeah, it kind of does it, look like a mullet, depending on how But you yeah, you're it. right. It does fully yeah. look like a mullet. It's like a yeah. rare hair misstep from John Mayer. You know? Yeah. I mean in my opinion. I I think I I think that I would still I think that I would still love him with a mullet. I, I, I liked I thought Blazers also looked like a, a like a K pop star. I was like, oh yeah, shit. There we go. Great. All right, I mean all right. mm-hmm. Blazers is beautiful mm-hmm. and she knows it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. Her eyes are very don't need to blink. No. I, you know what though? I secretly was hoping that she would just crash the party wearing her Gremlins Gizmo <laughs> sweater, <laughs> like, and just like say what needs to be said or something instead yeah. of kind of like trying to be a part of this stuffy little stupid party with shitty ornaments. Yeah. Also, I don't want to be like nitpicky, but her, like everyone was wearing like prom level dresses, and then she <laughs> yeah, comes in like... with like a very short dress cocktail attire yeah that's cocktail attire which like you do you girl but like that's not what everyone else if you're trying to fit in you're not fitting in i mean to be fair like john mayer called who some random person in the middle of the night was like speed over um but because we also know that like this is a tv show that had a costume department like 
she should have been above the knee is cocktail. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We maybe should have seen a full length. At gown least a T length dress. Yeah. yeah. At least a T and T length is very cute. Mm-hmm. Very into it. With a little length. heel. Love it. Grunch could and pull a little cute off. handbag. Mm-hmm. Oh, she for sure could. Oh, I know what a T length. Oh. dresses. There you go, Steve. We're not going to explain it because we're not going to explain it because you yeah, are. Yeah, we would never explain. We would never I, I will. You know what, though? <laughs> I do have to give Blazers props here in this final scene because she uses a line that I'm going to try to use next time I go to a big party um, where she's saying something like, oh, this year's party seems a lot more livelier and better than last year's. Oh, yeah. And then Richard's like, I don't think I invited you last year. And she's like, yeah, I know. I wasn't here. That's why it's better this year. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I love love the confidence, you know? Mm -hmm. That's how you enter a party. Mm -hmm. Extremely good. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Thank you, Blazers, for that moment. Thank Uh, you, Blazers. Thank you, Blazers, for truly everything. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Well, damn. I mean, I guess we're getting somewhere now at this point. Are we? Maybe. (laughs) Well, but I don't even know why Grunge is at this party because she doesn't even like Richie. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not so convinced about the Grunge the Richie dynamic. Like, to me, it's more about Blazers and Oscar at this point. Like, yeah. I'm more concerned about what happens yeah, between yeah, them yeah. two. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. Because also, there's no gain for us as the audience for Blazers and, or I'm sorry, for uh, Grunge and Richie to get together. Like, I wouldn't be happy to see that because. They're two people that don't like each other. Right. Yeah. Like, and how would you even possibly reconcile Richie's mom? Like, that's just, it's too complicated. Forget it. For, you guys forget it. Let's move on to Oscar and Blazers and that dynamic. Because the there's Korean hope there, drama. it seems like. The yeah. real Korean drama. The meta-Korean drama. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Uh, all right. Well, what is this? 13? Mm-hmm. Do we have... Seven Six, more. seven more <laughs> episodes. I can do math. Ah. <laughs> uh, and so tune in next week for episode 14, where we try to figure out Secret Garden. Signing out, this is Steve. This is Kathy. This is Kim. Have a good day or night or week. I have all of them. Mm-hmm. Thanks for listening to the Korean Drama Podcast. Our producer is Marvin Yue, and our executive producers are Will Choi, Bill Yu, and Joanna Lee. Follow the Korean Drama Podcast on Twitter at Korean Drama Pod. And if you haven't, give us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. The Korean Drama Podcast is part of the Potluck Podcast Collective, a collective of Asian American hosted podcasts featuring unique voices and stories from the Asian diaspora. Learn more about Potluck and our fellow Potluck Podcasts at podcastpotluck.com. Hey, I'm Bill Yu, and you may know me from a blog called Angry Asian Man. And I'm Jeff Yang, author, journalist, and celebrity dad. We host a podcast called They Call Us Bruce, an unfiltered conversation about what's happening in Asian America. Each week or so, we host a discussion about some of the most vital and interesting topics in our pop culture and our community, bringing in guests who are shaping and informing this thing called Asian America from Hollywood to D.C. and beyond. Uh, we got media, entertainment, food, family, politics, representation, the good, the bad, the WTF of it all. So check us out wherever you get your podcasts or at theycallsbruce.com. Peace. Peace.